I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun tonight. On Halloween Eve, this offense was scary. <laughs> Terrible. Lions and Raiders both got their taint kicked in last week. And it was a matter of who was going to respond on Monday Night Football, night before Halloween. Primetime game, Lions on top of the division. Raiders somehow still going into Sunday, second in the AFC West. And they proceed to get Molly Wapped. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10 of 21. Absolutely awful. Uh, 77 net rushing yards. Or uh, net passing yards. Uh, Jimmy G. No touchdowns, one interception. A rating of 46.9. And he was sacked six times as this offense was with Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro was able to put up one touchdown in four quarters of football. It uh, did not look uh, good whatsoever. It was bad. It was bad all the way around. We had receivers dropping passes, receivers dropping themselves. We had uh, offensive linemen passing pass rushers. Right, buddy? Tell him. He's going way up there. Yeah, he's pissed. He's getting high. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna commit suicide after watching this game. I think he has a noose. He has a noose up there. He's gonna jump off. Uh, he it just we couldn't block anybody. Uh, even when when they were blocked, Jimmy G was just you know throwing the ball to the sidelines. Like I mean, Jimmy G needs to hit the bench himself, not hit the bench with the ball. There were a couple Gatorade coolers that I thought Jimmy G was aiming for. There was there was two. Wide open go routes out of Devontae Adams that would have both been touchdowns. One of them was on the two-yard line, but a 98-yard touchdown threw it way out of bounds. Another one in the fourth quarter threw it uh, just 15 yards. The noodle-armed Jimmy Garoppolo was somehow able to overshoot Devontae Adams by 15 yards on a go route. Uh, offensively everywhere, like you mentioned, the receivers didn't do him a whole lot of favors as well. Um, Jimmy G was trash, but... Basically, everyone on the offense was trash other than Josh Jacobs. He actually had his best rushing game of the year. 15 carries, 61 yards, 4.1 yard average, highest so far, and a touchdown. Uh, two receptions for 27 yards. Um, other than Josh Jacobs, this offense, we'll get to the defense in a second, but this offense um, gave us nothing. Now, there was one drive where, where Jacobs got a lot of carries and we got a touchdown. Other than that, it was horse manure, Soto, shoveling horse manure all over this offense. Yeah, I mean, for Josh Jacobs to get, what, 88 yards in a game like this, mm -hmm. that's not bad. That's not bad when you only have, what, maybe 130 net yards total. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's this, this, this is bad, man. It was bad. Um, it just – it looked like they were trying new things. It just seemed like the players weren't interested. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you see Hunter Renfro fall down twice. Javante Adams drop 
you know, another pass. You see Jimmy G, even when he does have time, it just it just seemed it just seemed like the the first bit of like uh a counterpunch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh especially after that that big uh pick six and uh it was it just was look it looked stay it looked it looked just like they were caught in neutral for most of the game. There was uh the first fumble recovery of the season by our defense. Jimmy G immediately gives it right back with an underthrow and a bad read versus interception. That's when I knew, like, okay, this is gonna get out yeah. of hand. Like, this is gonna get bad. It's a miracle Raiders only lost by 12, considering how bad the offense was. Oh, the defense stepped up, man. The defense got stops. The defense took the ball away three times. They scored a touchdown. Uh, they were, I mean, they just wore down, man. We only had what we had half, about half the, the amount of snaps. Mm-hmm. As 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 Detroit did, yeah, you wear down in the second half of games like that, and that's why they got their long runs. And you know, it's just uh, it was just a, a poor effort all around offensively. And the leaders of the offense are the head coach and the quarterback, and they were probably the worst too. The defense was able to give us a plus two in the turnover margin. Right, we got uh, three turnovers or three takeaways, one giveaway. Uh, a touchdown out of the defense. And still, even with that, the offense only was able to run 45 plays to the Lions 81. Because the offense is going to get anything going. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't expect a defense to play that good when you, when you, when you tire them out. You know, a lot of these defenses you see out there, like, you know, what what are the defenses that people are like, oh, my God, the best defenses is the Ravens' defense. They had Jamal Lewis. Or no. Jamal, who, not that Ray one. Lewis. Ray, no, no. Who was the running back? Jamal Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, okay. Yeah. The running back, Jamal Lewis. Strong running game, possession. He had the Bears with Walter Payton. Strong running game, time of possession. You have to have that, you have to have that balance where you uh, – you can eat up some clock, and we just have Jimmy G making too many mistakes, man. He's too, just making too many mistakes. Sam A., thank you for the super chat. Jimmy played as Derek Carr for Halloween tonight on Monday Night Football. I almost wish it was Carr out there playing this bad so I can watch Soto's reaction. Because if this was Carr doing this, there would be that TV behind you would be flipped over and broken. You're saying the cat that was trying to hang himself, you would have hung the cat. Like it would have hung the cat. It would have been DEFCON 3 here on the. Yeah. I kind of wish it was car just, just just to watch me implode, dude. Um, I mean, if I had to sit through freaking eight years of this from Jimmy G, I would be doing the same thing. Did Carr? I don't know if Carr had a game this bad under Josh. Uh, yeah, the New Orleans game where he didn't get past the fifty—that was pretty rough. He had more passing yards in that one. Did he have six know, sacks man. in that one? This was pretty. I don't know, dude. Six sacks, interception, a touchdown, ten of twenty-one. I don't he had he Carr had a game this bad this year, I think. Uh, Ty Davis, can't believe I'm about to say this. I miss Derek Carr at this point. I'm effing done for the season. Can't do this, no mo. Come on, Ty, you're freaking locked in. You can't. If I can't quit this shit, you can't quit this shit. Hit me twice. Oh, I have it set up tonight. Where jar? Where jar? I think you took the lead there. Yeah, I think I took it back from you. It was, was it, if it keeps tie with us, it, it's worth it. Yeah, taking the lead. 
up to, up to almost 30 bucks in the swear jar. We got some possibilities coming our way. Uh, let make make no mistake about it. This is uh, a Josh McDaniels problem. Raider D T J damn damn damn. I mean, that's kind of all there is to say. Well, there's a lot more to say, but that's kind of what everyone's feeling today. Just a lot of swear words into the oblivion. Um, so let's get into Josh McDaniels because this is all him. I blame this all on him. Last year, even as bad as Carr had his second worst season of his career last season, and still we were 12, 12th in points per game last season, right? Josh Jacobs was playing. Devontae Adams was still motivated. Um, even, even with the quarterback having his second worst season ever and Josh McDaniels turning him into a hack, we still scored. We still moved the ball. It was just our defense was so bad last season. This season, Josh McDaniels got to handpick not one, not two, but three quarterbacks. Right, he got thirty-three million dollars to get Josh to get uh, Jimmy G string. Used a fourth-round pick to get Farva and begged Brian Hoyer to not retire and come back. He had his three choice of three quarterbacks, thirty-three million dollars for the starter. He got to load up on offense yet again with Jacoby Myers. Still had Devontae Adams. Still had Hunter Renfro under contract. Still had Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher. And now we have not been able to get over 20 points this season on the offense, right? 21 with a safety a few games ago. Uh, Hunter Renfro's value, trash, completely gone. Uh, Josh Jacobs having one of the worst seasons of his career off of the best season of his career. Uh, despite the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has missed 10 quarters of football this season, right? It's only, it's only, been, only week eight. He's missed 10 quarters of football. And he still leads the league in interceptions. That's how bad and how inept this Josh McDaniels-led offense is. 30th in points per game, despite having all the money, all the stars, hand-picked quarterback, everything. I mean, Devontae Adams might not make the Pro Bowl this season with the numbers that he's putting up. Oh, no, that is no how, he's not. No, you, your reputation can only go so far. That's how bad he's playing, or that's how bad this offense is humming. He may not make... Six straight seasons as a pro bowler. I think half of them all pro. I'll have, don't quote me on that. But, you know, a couple all pros. Six time, six straight pro bowls for Devontae Adams. Of all the numbers and all the facts and all the figures about how bad Josh McDaniels' offense here is here with the Raiders, the fact that he is going to turn Devontae Adams into a non-pro bowl wide receiver is perhaps the most impressive example of ineptitude I can think of that you're going to turn Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams into guys that are on vacation come mid-December. Mid-December? It's late October, and these guys are checking out. Right. Yeah, when, when, have, you seen, when have you seen Hunter Renfro fall down multiple times during routes? His footwork and his timing and his ability to get open, that's, that's his thing. You yeah. know, and, and it's not it's, – I'm not, I'm not blaming them, but when have you seen that? When have you seen – uh, Devontae Adams drop a, a pass on third down like that. Yeah. You know, it's there's something that's not setting right with them. I know they want to go out there, know they're professionals. They want to go out there and they want to put their best game on film. But like you've been saying, the coaches get the best out of you. There's the bad coaches tend to make your best a lot better than it should be. Mm -hmm. And um, something is just not, not clicking. And we know where it starts. You know, it starts with the coach. And despite the fact that, you know, we saw some different wiggles in the offense and different things being run, they just not executing properly. 
and it's a it maybe a little bit of a sign of too little too late these guys are already have a lot of uh these, these are the battered wives right they have too much ptsd going on already about uh what's happened in the past in the near past that they're uh they're letting you know simple easy plays go and you see that a lot with people that just don't have that 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 trust that foundation of of, of trust you don't have it you don't think it's gonna last uh and you start pressing and bad things happen and it all boils down it all rolls down to the coach and uh this is exactly what happened in denver exactly what happened in denver it just got progressively snowballed downhill and no one wanted to play for him anymore and no one trusted each other and the locker room started squabbling and the superstars got like traded or moved away and you brought in his guys right drafted tebow it's like oh, i'm gonna make this work and Destroyed the roster, destroyed the locker room. It's exactly the same that same thing that happened in Denver, man. I mean, it's this is my worst fears, very worst fears realized. Like when he when he got signed up, I was like, I'm gonna be optimistic. You know, it's hopefully this works out. But I just have this hankering feeling that if things go south, we're gonna say, How did we not see it? How did we not know that this was gonna happen when it's the mirror image of what happened in Denver 10 years ago? But even in Denver, they won their first six games before it went to crap, right? Like, he took a 10-win team, took them to six, and God only knows how many we're going to get this season. Like, he just, like, torpedoed this team without even, like, that fake glimpse. You know what I mean? Not even, like, that, you know, that little stripper tease before you go to the VIP room. We're like, oh, it's really going to happen. We didn't even get that out of Josh McDaniels. I remember that terrible lap dance you got. I don't. In Vegas. This, I've uh, had so many terrible lap dances in Vegas. You got to be no, 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 no. This was this was the worst one I've ever seen. First mm-hmm. off, she just did it right there at the seat. I'm like, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, you can't get away with anything here. Yeah. And then she made you move your hands from your lap to the to the sides of the chair. I'm like, you can't even get a cheap feel. <laughs> this is gonna be really bad. She didn't even touch you. She didn't even grind on you. Nothing. I'm like, this is terrible. Audrey just is gonna fall asleep. This this was this was bad. Yeah. And I see I see in the comments we're going back and forth. This person, this person, blame this person, blame that person. Uh, I want car. Car had to go. This and that. Look, ultimately, you know how I feel. The getting, get, moving on from Derek Carr and who are you going to get to replace Derek Carr were two separate decisions. They're not tied together. And it was different to me, but that's why that was. I think the biggest difference between you and me. There, I was more tied to like, if you're if you're gonna get rid of him. He's too expensive, not working with, with Josh McDaniels. Like, all right, what's what's you know, what's the plan around it? You know? Yeah. I just didn't have one. It just doesn't make sense. It it it, it didn't make I was trying to be optimistic about it, but ultimately it did it didn't make sense to give a lot of money to a quarterback that wasn't going to be your quarterback long term. It it just screamed, it screamed a, a, a sign of of uh I don't know, desperation, maybe. Okay, I know I know Jimmy G will be solid, you know, we, we'll, he'll keep he'll keep me in, in a job. Well, not necessarily. So, um, letting Jared Stidham walk was more egregious for me. That was, yeah, that was weird. That was um, again, we have to understand something here. He may not have wanted to come back. Well, so, that's the thing, right? It's, it's one of two things. Either Dave Ziegler screwed up by not being able to get Jared Stidham for two years, five million, which he got in Denver, or Josh McDaniel screwed up by pissing him off or pissing him off, right? Like, over, Jared yeah. Stidham's like, dude, I've I've worked with Josh McDaniels enough years. I don't want. No- I'd rather go to freaking Denver. I'd rather go mile high. I'd rather not be able to like catch my breath walking upstairs in Denver, having trash Russell Wilson and no cap, 
no draft picks to build on. At least he doesn't get hurt, right? If you want, if you're a backup quarterback that wants to play, you play. You back up Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that's the guy you want to back up if you want to play. He had everything he could want as a backup quarterback in Las Vegas, and still he said, "Say la vie, I'm out of here. I'm going to Denver of all places." Uh, on the bright side, we have two quarterbacks playing this weekend. That uh, I'll take either one. Right. I'll take I'll take Caleb or I'll take Michael Penix Jr. I'll take either one of those fools. Ty Davis, thank you for the super chat once again, buddy. It's sad that our $1 defense is better than our million-dollar offense. Face palm emoji, just wow. Our D was exhausted by the third quarter, and understandably so. Um, this was – I know they, they still gave up 26 points, but this was the most it's complete re- defensive re- – Very misleading, dude. This, yeah, this is the most that's, – that's my point. Like This yeah, is the fine. most complete defensive performance out of our team in a long time. Pick six, three turnovers um bunch of sacks bunch of tackles for loss Trevor Moore 10 tackles Max Crosby uh eight tackles five solo all these quarterback hits getting off the field when we need to and again I'll repeat it the turnovers three takeaways and there was a lot of bend don't break at times and st- guys started going down we had a lot of guys get hurt and still the Stevens was able to show up despite the fact that they were on the field for an eon there's a there's just a lot of um when you have a coach that you trust you'll go out there and you'll just trust him you know what he keeps telling me this and this and this i know it'll work mm. and it 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 shows that the defensive players trust patrick grant they trust his coaching they trust his instruction and they're continuing to play hard uh, are they the best unit out there? No, by far they're not. Uh, I mean, I want to point something out. How about Amari Bernie playing like half the game and still getting six tackles, four solo? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. So we're, we're, we're finding some of these younger guys coming up and playing. Hey, the, the defense is playing so well that even Hunter Renfro got a tackle. He's like, all right, screw this. I'm out of the offense. He was saying, hey, I want to get Hunter Renfro more involved. We'll have Jimmy Garoppolo keep throwing interceptions and Hunter keep getting talked to. Michael Mayer had a tackle. What do you know? Yeah, right? Defense is playing so well. Our offensive players are getting into the mix. So I just um, – that's that's a big difference. Uh, That's a huge difference between, I think, the trust level within the sides of the ball. And I just – I don't know that the the offense has much trust in the two biggest guys on the offense, which are the – the offensive coordinator, who's also the head coach and, and and the quarterback. I think there's a lot of confidence there. I think that he's, you know, Jimmy G has swag and he walks in, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Don't worry. I got this. Well, it's obviously that you don't got this. He must walk in and be like, hey, everyone, smell my fingers. This is what I did last night. That everyone's just like, oh, my God, he had a four-way with three porn stars. All right, you're our quarterback. Because it's like, I don't know what's happening behind those closed doors. And I think, I think we talked about this a show or two ago, how so often, like when we watch the games on Sunday – and we're like, why is this head coach playing this quarterback, running back, tackle, safety, whoever, right? Because they play so terrible. And then you remember, these guys are with each other 50, 60 hours a week, and they're only playing 60 minutes of football on Sunday. So you start forgetting how bad guys are. Like, I think, I, I feel like Josh McDowell just completely forgot how bad Brian Hoyer is because he's a good locker room guy and a great teammate. and He knows the system and all the, like, 
stuff that doesn't matter. You're like, oh, wait, he lost 13 games in a row. I think it's kind of the same thing with Jimmy G. You're like, well, you know, like he's got that swagger and guys like him. And, and Farva's like kind of quiet. Like, you know, he's not like, you know, this big alpha that's going to take command a room and, and take over everything and lead you into battle. He's just, you know, a, a smart football player with the right attitude. And I think that's what's taken over. It's like, it's either that or it's pure politics. Where Josh McDonald's like, look, I can't go to Mark Davis and say, hey, I, I got $33 million of your money just to have him not play halfway through the season and start a fourth round rookie. Yeah. Ultimately, look, it comes down to winning games mm-hmm. because the, all the excuses are gone. Remember what I told you? I said, it, Farva will, will get a start if Jimmy G come, when Jimmy G comes back from injury and if he has a really bad game. It's because it's, every time Farva's been in the game, the offense just looked different. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we didn't score as many points. Uh, but it just looked different. The, the 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 little bit he was in the game against Chicago, we got our own lone touchdown. Uh, we were right there, ready to beat uh, the Chargers on his start. Even with, with even with a terrible first half with all his fumbles, mm-hmm. um, we were still right there to win that game. So it just there comes a point in time where you just have to say f it, and I'm going to start the rookie. Because it has, it's easy to show somebody what they want to see in practice. I thought you were getting choked up right there for a minute. I'm like, oh god, no, no, it's it's, it's easy. It, I mean, this is bad. It's not that bad. It's easy to show somebody what they want to see in practice. Mm-hmm. You make the right read. You make the right throw. You make the safe plays. This and that. It's a little bit different when the defense on the other side is coming after you. It just doesn't seem like Garoppolo is really has that presence in the, in, in the pocket while looking the looking the ball downfield and, and having that, having that trigger to be able to throw. And it's, it's, I'm not making it about this. I'm not making it about one person or another, but this is a similarity that I do see where quarterbacks try to make the safe throws a lot and they still end up making mistakes. And they still end up throwing bad passes and getting intercepted a lot. And um, I mean, even if like both both of those defensive backs had had a play on that ball when that got intercepted in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was underthrown and it was just a bad, but you have to throw to the pylon. That's that's a bad pass. So it's just not for Josh McDaniels. The tipping point has come. It's his his signing of Jimmy Garoppolo already looks terrible. It already looks bad. So him moving on to Farva isn't going to make it look any worse. It's already looking terrible. So it's like okay, at least salvage some type of coaching cred with the with the owner that may or may not still believe in you to see what everyone else sees. It's like you know what? It's time to put Farva in there. That's how I see it. Pablo Vista. Thank you for the super chat. Did Josh McDaniels lose the locker room? Well, uh, it looked like it. Did he the ever have it? Played, it looked like it. I mean, did he ever have it? Like that's kind of my no, thing. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend Josh McDaniels at all. Okay. But I don't know that it was like they they were against him from the beginning. I don't think that's. No, the case. I don't. I don't. I think. I don't think they were against or for him. I think they were indifferent from the beginning. Like when you have a coach come in with you know 
like you know a head coach with a bunch of Super Bowl rings or this track record or an engaging personality. I, I I think these I think this team believed in Josh McDaniels by title only, right? Like there's a difference between an authority and a leader, right? An authority is, you know, you're working at Jack in the Box and the general managers that's hired there to tell you what to do. Like that's an authority. A leader is someone that earns your trust, earns your respect, someone you want to follow out. Josh McDaniels was never a leader. He was an authority. I don't think people were against him from day one. I didn't didn't see any evidence about that. But respect and leadership in locker room is earned, either by reputation or by actions or by winning, which he's done none of. Like He had a terrible reputation as a head coach. He's not a personality you want to root for. And they sucked the second he took over. So... To say, like, because there's a difference between I don't believe in this guy and the feeling of betrayal where I did believe in him and now he's betrayed me. I don't think we have that feeling of betrayal. That's why I feel it's like, you said it perfectly, it's just like disinterest. It's just like... Yeah, they were just disconnected today. They I'm not, I'm not mad at my coach. I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever. This hack strolled in here, screwed up, and now we're gone. You know? It's, it's like getting shut down at the bar on your first hit as opposed to, like, your girlfriend dumping you, right? It's a different feeling of betrayal. Yeah, it's just um, now we got to see if we can definitely, if we can um, make a change. There's not much well, else to say. I mean, after this performance by Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know how Josh McTannis is going to defend starting him again. Other, like, it would, it would, that's what I'm saying is, I, I think the reason he's doing it is purely political let's put it this way guys every time you look at a move by josh mcdaniels you have to understand every move he's doing is to save his job that's what he's every move is to save his job right he's not thinking about winning he's not thinking how can i develop farva how can i save the team money how can i inspire it's how can i save my job he is desperately trying to get to eight wins seven eight wins something like that so he can rationalize not getting fired that's his goal like he's thinking that way and so this whole idea of like well because it makes no sense to start Jimmy Garoppolo when Farva's playing just as bad, or like, but you don't know what you have with Farva. Like, here's here's the, here's the, here's the difference. If they're both playing bad, Farva's going to get better. Jimmy G is who he is. Brian Hoyer is who he is. At least Farva showed improvement in the time he was in. Farva had one drive against the Bears and scored a touchdown. I think it was one drive, right? It's it's development and knowing what you have, which Jim, like you said. Jimmy G and Hoyer require no development. You know exactly who they are. Aiden O'Connell, we still haven't really looked under the hood. Like, we really haven't let him just, like, get in fourth gear and, and see what he's got consistently, right? couple weeks as the starter with the QB1 reps, jiving with Devontae and Jacoby and Mayer and all these guys. Like, just even just the basic, like, taking, taking multiple snaps from Andre James. Mike Mack, sorry, buddy. Uh, Farva is Aiden O'Connell's nickname because he looks like Farva, Rod Farva from Super Troopers. And now you know. And I'm bored, Mike. And no, and knowing's half the battle. Yeah. All those other things, right? Being QB1 for multiple days, leading the room in film practice, getting your hand under the butthole of Andre James 100 times, 200 times during the week, and just having it be second nature as opposed to everything being new. I, I still stand by. I think Farva, I, I, I think what he will be is a solid backup in the NFL for several years. That's still what I, I'm guessing that he will be based on how he's played, where he was drafted, how he performed in college, 
those physical skills I've seen. That's still kind of what I think. I could be totally wrong, and he can be complete trash. I could be totally wrong, and he can be a quality starter one day. It's hard to know until, you know, it's hard to have enough information to be able to, like, really con- – I can't anyway. Like, maybe guys are better quarterback analysts than I am, and they're like, no, this guy's it, and you just got to let him go, or this guy sucks. Maybe you're a better analyst than I am. <clears throat> I just think he's a backup quarterback until proven otherwise. So give him the chance to prove it otherwise. I agree. Give him a chance to go out there. Pissed off vet. That's a sweet pull. Farvo O'Connell is all highway. King85, thanks for the super chat. Let Zig go to hell. Go to heel, bring in O'Brien or so. Let Zig go to hell, bring in O'Brien or something. Ah, okay. I got mixed up. Punctuation's important. (laughs) I don't blame King85 for being drunk with anger or drunk with alcohol. That's the only thing keeping me sober is the fact that I had to do this show. Otherwise, it's early times whiskey, the most depressing alcoholic beverage you can drink. That sounds terrible. It tastes terrible. The hangover's terrible. You immediately get hungover. Like the the alcohol's not even in your system. And already your brain's like, oh, give me a Tylenol. I need some Pedialyte. I want to throw up. And that's terrible. All the Raiders make me feel. Guys, I don't know that it's necessary to clean house here. Um, I think we have some good players. I just think that they're not focused. They're not being uh, put in the right positions. And uh, there's certain key positions that we need to upgrade. But to do a a sweeping overhaul, I don't think that's the case. Especially the defense. I mean, mean, look, obviously it needs a lot more talent. We need some defensive tackles. We need some linebackers. Uh, The jury's still out on most of the corners. Um, I think the corners are doing pretty good. I think the corners are doing pretty good. Some of the older ones aren't going to be around that long. Um, We're going to have to make a decision on Merrick. Here pretty soon, right? Merrick's actually doing pretty well, man. He's he's actually he's playing right. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's going to ask for some money here in a little bit. Nate Hobbs finally back in the lineup, starting and playing. He was hitting. He today. was hitting that last playing. series. He was hitting hard. So I was curious because he, he was. Because it was weird. He was gone for exactly four weeks, which would have been a perfect amount of that's exactly injured reserve time. So it had to have been like he thought he was ready to go or close every week, and then never got out there. So that made me think, like, okay. Are they rushing him? Is this like still going to act up? Is he getting impatient? But I mean, he looked healthy to me. I wasn't keeping like 100% of my focus on him, but he looked like he was limping or nothing like that. It's good to have him back. Um, it was so funny listening to Troy Aikman pump up Jimmy G and uh, our boy Marcus from Tape Don't Lie. Make sure you guys check them out as well. He brought this up, brought this up in one of his shows. And I, I had I'd thought of that in the back of my head, but I never like put it into words. He, he loves Jimmy Garoppolo, Troy Aikman, right? Always pumping up Jimmy G. Oh, he's a winner. He's so good. He does this and that. You know why? Because I think Troy Aikman sees himself in Jimmy Garoppolo. Where Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls and became a Hall of Famer, just handing the ball off to Emmett Smith. Just like, there you go. There you go. World-class O-line. Incredible defense. And, and that's, coming like, from, that's coming from a Bruins fan, too. That's coming from a Bruin, right? Like, look, I love me some Troy Aikman. He was a good quarterback. But it's like, is there any quarterback with three Super Bowls other than Terry Bradshaw that's worse? Like, I don't know. Like, there's not a lot of guys that win that much when it's just, like, an awesome team. And so he always pumps up Jimmy G because I think he sees himself in Jimmy G's shoes a little bit where it's like he's just surrounded by greatness and just kind of absorbs it. He absorbed it I better, mean, obviously. Troy Aikman had some pretty poignant points. 
he had some pretty like I don't know that I've I've heard a analyst be that direct but still kind of like weaving in and out talking about a head coach mm-hmm. he had some he had some jabs at Josh McDaniels uh during the game and okay. you know well deserved and uh it uh it's one of those things where like when Max Crosby had a breakout game and everyone started talking about how great Max Crosby was and now even though he'd been doing it for a few years now already that game just solidified it against Green Bay right yeah. national game he you hype up a guy on the national game and he delivers right well you talk about a guy needing a turnaround and needing to do needing, needing something to go right and it did, did anything but go right mm-hmm. and you start talking on him this is going this seat is 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 very 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 hot i wouldn't be surprised that uh Josh McDaniels knocks on uh Mark Davis's door and says trick or treat and he said trick you're fired yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if he fired him tomorrow i uh i would be i would be a little surprised just based on like this raiders were 8 point underdogs right like this was a game they were supposed to lose especially after how bad they played against the bears you know, I think I think Mark Davis was maybe a little prepared for this. I, but what I'm trying to say is, if he didn't fire him after last week, I don't think this week is like the death. Now, now it adds up, right? Like if this if this two game losing streak turns into five, and we just get completely embarrassed at home against like the two New York teams coming up or something like that, I think it I think it adds to it. It doesn't feel like death Nelly to me. Mark Davis, Mark Davis's bar has got it. I wonder how Patrick Graham would do as a head coach. Um, I'm, I read, I'm, a, I read a lot about him in the Senior Bowl, and mm-hmm. everybody who worked with him loved him. I'm worried he's a little too much like Josh McDaniels, where he's he's like an X's and O's dude, but not like a rah rah leader of men type guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not that type of again. Not that it's impossible to to succeed being that way, but we just oh this this is interesting. Do Scruton. Is that the bodybuilding one? Yeah. He's like 5'4, 210. Yeah, His youngest son does MMA now. They did like does a he? little, yeah, they did like a feature like two years ago. He had like three amateur Muay Thai fights and he was like, gonna do, gonna do MMA. I haven't read up anything on him. But all his kids got screw looses like him. They're like power lifters, MMA fighters. Dude, can't just get like a normal draft, job. Like the 2018 draft. Mm-hmm. You see, freaking is the, who's that freaking miniature Gruden with quads the size of his freaking torso? Quadzilla. Think about this for a minute. Imagine being the son of a multi multi millionaire, right? Like the Gruden boys, they they want for not, right? Like they're son of a, they're son of a guy who's got a hundred million dollars in the bank, and still you choose to be an MMA fighter for a living. MMA fighter is the job you take when you're living you're Brazilian living in a favela, and it's your only way out to not get taken over by drug lords like that's what you do when you're in a trailer park in texas and you have no education and a you know a, a criminal record that'll never let you get any real job that's when you become an mma fighter and these gruden boys are just like no that's just like a smart career path for me i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be a cage fighter super it's just uh i don't know man it's uh i don't know that anyone's surprised about the results tonight uh, 
I didn't foresee us getting a uh, a pick final, six. That's final a little surprising. <laughs> final scores and all that shocking. It's just ha- like even with the low low expectations of our offense, this bad. Like your starter is back. I mean, I would say Hoyer played better last week. Did Hoyer play? I would. What do you think? No, Did Hoyer play? It's bad. They, they were, were both. both I mean, both bad. They were both bad. They were both. Neither one were. Neither one was good. But uh, I'm very curious. Let me see. Let's see this. Oh, goddamn. Let me see. Let me see the numbers here. Well, we put up two less points. Well, didn't have a, didn't have a pick six last week. Oh yeah, Brian Hoyer was worse. <laughs> yeah, he played pretty bad last week. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a second, Hoyer was Did worse. You remember how bad he was? Hoyer had two interceptions, almost exactly the same amount of yards. He got sacked less times. He well, he did actually get the ball out faster. His quarterback rating was nine points lower. Dude, Josh McDaniels handpicked three quarterbacks, and none of them are starters. Again, to be fair, we haven't really seen Farva out there. We saw him out there on a week where he wasn't taking first-team snaps the entire week. Yeah. Uh, and he got much better the second half. Uh, and Josh McDaniels didn't do many favors with play calling. And he looked much better against the Bears team that was stopping uh, – the unstoppable Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, am I optimistic? I mean, I, uh, how much worse can a, a fourth round, you know, what, what else can we cling on to? Like, what else this season can we be like, I'm excited for this? I mean, look, I would rather just have that. I would rather have a quarterback out there that we can actually see the offense the way it's supposed to be and look and see what we actually have. Because right now, I don't know. I mean, Troy Aikman made a good a good um, observation. You you really don't know what you have if you you don't if you can't run your offense. If yeah, your quarterback has happy feet, and he's throwing the ball all over the place. If your offensive line can't block, you really don't know what you have. So that's why I don't know that the necessarily the, the the personnel on the team is terrible. I just think we just have a unorganized, just out of touch head coach who's not able to bring the best out of these guys. And after a while, when you get that so many times in a row, you know, it's like when someone tunes you out after a while, it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. You can try different things and what we can see it, but whatever. Um, serious question. If Josh McDaniels was the head coach of Patrick Mahomes, does Mahomes like go to the pro Bowl? Is Mahomes good? Or does Josh McDaniels poison so Look, bad that he could poison a Patrick Mahomes. No, P- Patrick Mahomes is special. He's yeah, special. but if he's if he's handcuffed, he's like stay in the pocket. This I, is I your exact it. read. I, I get what you you're saying. I, mean? I understand what you're saying because he's gotten the worst but out of every quarterback he's had. It's 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 a it's a hard thing to say because what's his what is his worst as far as the season goes, but. I, I think he's special enough to still be pretty good. Maybe he's definitely not going to be as good as he is now, but yeah, it, 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 it doesn't, it just doesn't look good. The offense doesn't look good. The offense has looked its best under Farba. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, a surprise or it's, 
really up for debate. Josh McDaniels would make Patrick Mahomes look like Nathan Peterman. I think he's that poisonous. Um, and not obviously it wouldn't have affected the end result of the game, but there was some pretty egregious coach or uh, refing snafus that people are going to forget about because the game got out of hand. For the first time ever, when they did that, uh, it was first quarter and it was a clear intentional grounding. Oh yeah, he threw it over clear the running back's head. Like, well, and then and ABC slash ESPN go to their their referee that they hired. He's like, yeah, that that was like intentional grounding. For the first time ever, the NFL like barges into the broadcast and has some random VP of officiating go on air and say, no, 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 that was a good haul. It was Walt Anderson, and then John Perry was like the, the ESPN guy. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before because John Perry is normally these the referees that are uh, hired by the broadcasters. They're all like friends with the the, the refs. You know what I mean? They're not going to try to bury their former colleagues, but they have a job to do, and they, c- they can only like lie so much. And so John Perry's like, yeah, you know that looks like intentional grounding. Will Walt freaking Anderson has to come on air from the NFL and like try to counter him? I've never seen that before. Shocking happened against the Raiders. What are the odds? Yeah, right. I totally never never saw that coming. I just uh, it's there was that. I mean, we did get a gift. That fumble. His whole lower body was on the ground. But that was one of those. That was a cool like pop out too. Like the way Max just ripped it out and just kind of like grabbed it. Like like popped out of the air. Like forced the got this got the strip and then got the the recovery. God, Max is all man. And He's that was, stud, dude. And that kept the game going. Like, you, we keep talking about how much, like, that was on like the two yard line. The two yard line. Like, that was at least seven. Look, that was at least three. There's a lot of seven. stuff. There's a lot of stuff to look at in this game to be really pissed off about. One thing you can't be pissed off about is the effort of the defense. They just broke down, man. They just broke down. Uh, and you have to take a look at now this is two years in a row where we're just not being able to move the ball in the second the effort half. of the defense, not named Marcus Peters. He's still he's still avoiding look, man, contact. Look, like the I, I got some I got some info today that I, I was not privy to mm-hmm. that Marcus Peters was has been dealing with a back injury for probably a month now. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I can see where that can kind of hinder him a little bit because he's been pulling a lot of Ole stuff lately. Uh he did put a nice little move on, like a little little stanky leg on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. If you're Jared Goff, yeah, make him cut inside to where all of your help is, right? Your 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 your, your sideline is the friend. Just keep running towards the sideline. But yeah, it's, lie, it's just but, a, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. After Marcus Peters got that return, it was like a 75 yard return, and they cut to him getting oxygen on the sideline. I was like, <clears throat> of course. <laughs> Yo, man, I don't care how good in shape you are. You run 75 yards, it's full sprint, full sprint. You're going to. You're a professional NFL player in a 75-yard full sprint, and you're like on your dying legs, like a wheezing gazelle that just got shot by a 30-odd six. I laughed. Because it's hard. You're not going to knock a guy that just got a pick six, right? You're like, dude, what a great play. Play of the game. The play of the game. But he's just sitting there. <laughs> After Olaying for three weeks, I laughed. Tyree Wilson had three tackles. His best game so far. There was a, there was a lot of him like he's progressed yeah, he into. Had, look, Tyree Wilson actually played pretty well. 
I mean, he got a lot of pressures. I saw him around the ball he, a lot. He's progressed into like he's around the ball, like you said, like he's in the ball. Like he's progressed to like, oh, he's in the backfield, normally missing a tackle, but at least he's like getting in better position. You know what I mean? And for how bad he's played so far, RJ, you've been challenged. RJ can't even do a push up. Come I can on, run seventy five yards without. Uh, can you see me down here? Can you see me? I don't know where you'd be able to see me. Do it by your flag. He's going to stop terrorism. Push-ups by an American flag. Do it. Do and then it. pound a Coors Light after. <laughs> yeah, when we get in the studio, little 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 teaser for you guys. The studio is currently being built as we speak. Um, when we get the studio and we have room to do physical challenges, there's going to be a lot of these. we got to come well, up with a bet for uh, UCLA-USC. I'm like 280 pounds, dude. I'm not going to do anything physical. Yeah, if this gets you in shape, the mission accomplished. Jesus. It's a reason to get in shape. You know what I mean? It's like getting divorced and get a new girlfriend. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna let me see if I still got it. Let me get back into shape. Yeah, right. Let's, let's get in the so, studio. I uh I think we've officially broke Devontae Adams. <laughs> I think he's officially broken. Okay, okay, so I I'm I'm saying what he said. So you can't ding me for this. Okay. He slams his helmet, sits down and says, damn, this is fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it is. One reception for 11 yards. He was targeted seven times. He had a drop. He was wide open for two long touchdowns that were one was thrown uh, like eight yards out of bounds. And the other one was thrown probably eight yards too deep. Those would have been two touchdowns. I would call his drop technically a drop. It was a bad pass. Like, it was a bad pass, but it should have been caught. It's classified as a drop. It's correctly classified as a drop, but it was a bad pass. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. the the pass was behind him, but he got both hands on it. And it's Devontae Adams. Like, he's made 10 times more tougher catches than that. He just – it looked – he had his hands on it, and he looked up probably because – Garoppolo's gotten him annihilated like seven times already this season. Right? It's amazing he's not concussed. This is how bad those misses were by Jimmy G-String, just Devontae Adams. There was the, like, out and up where he was wide open. We were on the, we the two-yard line, right? If he would have thrown that pass even semi-decently, if it was in stride, 98-yard touchdown. The other one would have been a touchdown, right? Beating him deep. Not only does that 14-point difference, which, by the way, we lost by 12. We have 14 points. We win on Monday night, and it's a completely different story, right? If he would have hit Devontae Adams on those two plays, right? A wide-open, best receiver in football. He had protection. Jimmy G, like, it wasn't like he was on one foot fighting off Aiden Hutchinson. If he would have hit those two touchdowns, the complete conversation would be so different right now. We win by two. Remember that meeting they had this week? You did a video on it. The you know the coach, the coaching staff, GM, like, hey, we're gonna have a meeting. Everyone, whatever you need to get off your chest, do it now. This is your opportunity. This is our safe space. Let's talk. Let's conversate. We we didn't stand like it worked. The team has bought in. The players are on board. Devontae Adams is getting fed. Jimmy G's not hurt. He's back. Also, defenses now need to cover the top. Right, because now Devontae Adams is a is a deep threat again. Like defenses have to adjust now; they can't load up the box. If he would have just hit Devontae Adams 
on those two wide open passes, the complete narrative of this whole day, the complete, the whole narrative of this season would be different if we went in as eight point underdogs on Monday night football into Detroit and one by two, because Jimmy G was able to hit Devonte Adams clean on two open passes that 90% of the quarterbacks in the NFL would have hit him on. Make no mistake how egregious and how big those two misses were tonight. They were huge. There were a couple of misses that were huge, man. There was, you know, like I said, a couple on third down, Hunter Renfro falling down on a, on a, on a route that he's run a billion times. On the third down, Devontae Adams dropping a, a pass. You got Jimmy G with those two terrible deep passes. It sucks, man. Okay, okay. We have some uh, we have some uh, uh, discussion here on what Devonte Adams at actually said. So let's get your lip readers out here. Ready? Okay. Keep your pants on. Not those kind of lips, RJ. Uh, you ready? What we do at the strip club? Okay. <laughs> you know, you know the Tampa strip club uniform, right? I'm, I'm wearing. I'm basically wearing one now. The track uh, pants, no underwear. <laughs> sweat, sweat pants, shorts. Yes, track pants. Sweatpants shorts. If anyone knows what this what the Tampa strip club uniform is, it's track mm-hmm. pants, no underwear. All right, here we go. Look at his lips. For those of you watching, he says, "Slam the helmet." This is fucking bullshit. That's what he said. Yeah. This is fucking That's bullshit. Exactly what he did. Let's see. Let's try it again. That was bullshit. after. Damn. That Damn, was right after. Damn, that was right after when bullshit. he was wide yeah. open. That's what it on is. The long pass, right? That's what I don't blame him. That's what everyone. Yeah. That's what all of Red Nation was doing. How does Devontae Adams skip the I shower? And goes, well, he's it's an away game, so we can't just skip the shower and go home. He's still got to stick around. That that'd be that'd be a funky flight home. I did have a Dodger helmet in my hand earlier because I was eating a piece of apple pie with some ice cream. Little comfort food. For sure if I had it little comfort hand. food for uh, how bad everything's going. Uh, so are does Josh McDaniels get desperate? Right? Is he just kind of like gonna stay the course and think he can pull this off to keep his job, no. or is he like, all right, I gotta do Farva, I gotta start throwing deep, I gotta start going crazy? If, to Patrick Graham, like, hey, I want you blitzing like three times a play. I just need to go. Nuts. Patrick Graham doesn't have to do anything different. Patrick Graham is fine. If GMB tells Patrick Graham to do something different, I would still go like this. My job is not in jeopardy, fool. Your job is in jeopardy. I'm doing a good job. My defense is getting better. Yeah, but Josh is his boss. I don't go. I don't care. I almost said it. I don't care. I wouldn't yeah. do anything any different because what I'm doing is keeping. Oh, us I want it. I don't think. I don't think Patrick Graham would either. I don't think Patrick Graham would either. But. I think if I'm if I'm Josh McDaniels now, the desperation started with that meeting. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you're secure in what you're doing and, and you're secure that, you know what, we're going to stay the course, you don't have that kind of meeting where you stick around for it. You have the players talk amongst one another because you're sure in what you're doing. He's not sure in what he's doing because he's soliciting input from players. Now, I'm not saying soliciting from input from players is bad. But when you don't do it, and then you finally start doing it after you you've lost, you got embarrassed by one of the league, if not the league's worst team in the NFL. Yeah, that looks bad. That's a bad look on you. It's a good thing to do, but if you do it from the very beginning, 
but at this point now, no, it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, a, an act of desperation, I think. And if he wants his best chance of 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 saving his job is to throw Farva out there and to just unload the barrel, mm. just unload the freaking clip and uh, just throw everything out there and try anything. Anything and everything, all the formations, the the annexation of Puerto Rico. Try everything. Where's that? What movie is that from? You got to try everything. Comment section. Let us know. Because geez, it's you can't, you can't. One of Al Bundy's best roles. Yeah, you can't keep (laughs) doing the same thing over and over again. You can't. And right now, we've been doing the same thing over and over again, trotting out these guys that just don't have it. They don't have it. Maybe in a different system, they perform better. But for this team now. They don't got it. They don't got it. Um, I loved the uh, the meeting this week. I think is probably the most head coaching thing Josh McDaniels has done as a Raider head coach. I liked it too. And he did it at the right time, right? Like, bef- like, look, we're still three and four, right? The season isn't gone yet. Like, we're not even we're week seven, three and four, still second in the AFC West. You don't do that when you're three and ten, right? You do it when you're three and four to keep things from going south. I think he understood that it was him. That's a big problem with a lot of people's eyes. It's like, all right, anyone who has problems with anybody, let me know. Even if it's me, right? The, the players only meetings are great for other reasons, but that just turns into venting sessions about your coach and talking behind his back. I think Josh McDaniels like, that's not going to do anybody good. Like you tell me, you get it off your chest to me, man to man. Tell me what we're doing wrong. Give me some constructive criticism. What can we do different? I love the move. I'm glad he did it. No, I was glad he did the move too. It just the most coachy thing he's done as a Raider. It didn't work. Yeah, what I'm saying is this: this should have been the policy from the very beginning. Mm. Is we wouldn't we wouldn't look this stale offensively if this was the policy from the beginning. Mm. People would would have spoken up and said Hunter Renfro needs more looks. Yeah, dude, Michael Mayer is such a freaking stud, and we don't throw him the ball. Mm-hmm. He looked like Gronk catching that ball in between that safety and that linebacker. Like, that's that, – I, I just don't get it. I don't get why we don't use him more. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. He's had a guy like that before. Maybe Mayer is three-quarters of what Gronk was, but it's still pretty damn good, and he's young. Go out there and he can fire up a team. You see that tackle he made on special teams? Good God. Mm-hmm. He's got the juice. Man. He's got juice to his game. It just uh, – I just don't see why it's so easy for teams to defend us against the pass. I just don't see why. We have too many a weapons. Deep well, I mean, we have too many we- – we have a deep threat. Devonta Adams is a deep threat. Don't don't, well, don't. There's no, there's no quarterback deep threat. There's no chance that ball is going to land where it's supposed to. Yeah, that's true. But it's just even when we do when we when we throw you know four verticals like we did a, a couple times in the game, it's like it's just so easy to defend. We're so predictable, and uh, it's it's gotten to the point now. Like I said, McDaniel's has to just throw everything out there. You're the ugly guy that talked the hot chick into in, into the sack. Like you gotta you gotta empty the freaking all the plays in the playbook. You got to put everything out there because you don't know if there's going to be a return engagement. Get into that bedside drawer. Whip out some toys. You got to impress her. You got to start eating everything. Everything and you're not that doing you it see, with your you got to put your mouth on everything you see on that chick. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, 
you don't know if there's going to be a return engagement. You got to make sure you get out there and just throw everything out there because right now, Josh McDaniels trotting out Jimmy Garoppolo to have another game like this against the freaking Giants. He's, he's going to lose his job. At least he has some respite if it's Farva and Farva doesn't play well. Oh, he's a rookie, but he know he's going to get better. At least he has some time. Right you're, now, you're, that's, you're that's guaranteed. You're if you start Farva, you're guaranteed at least one positive. You learn about him and he gets some experience, right? Like let's say it doesn't pan out, right? And he plays terrible. Okay, we know Farva's not the guy, right? Give him a few starts. Okay, yep, he's a fourth rounder out of Purdue for a reason. Maybe he'll be our backup for a few years. Now we know, right? You have Hoyer or Jimmy G playing terrible. What do you, what do you, like, they don't need reps. They don't need experience. You don't know who they are. Like, they don't need development. Like, you're, you're guaranteed, you're, you're automatically eliminating two positives development for your young guy and knowing what you've gotten them, right? You've, you've, you've immediately eliminated those two things. And if, if, look, if they were playing well, then this would be a, a mute point, right? But when Hoyer, Jimmy G, and, O'Connell are all kind of playing roughly the same. None of them are playing drastically worse than the other or drastically better than the other. So you go with the guaranteed positives. You develop the young guy and you see what you have. Frank Nablus, what happened to calling manageable slants and other seam routes? Um, teams are taking that away from Jimmy G because they know that he can't throw outside the numbers. So every single team this season has packed in between the numbers and making it virtually impossible for him to throw those passes. He's forcing the, they're forcing the ball outside basically is what they're doing and he's showing that he can't complete me, he can't complete those passes. And I and I've said it a million times, it's up to Josh McDaniels to unlock that part of the field with his play calling and he just hasn't been able to do it. Anything else? No. You shake it up for the night. Yeah. I'm just going to go in the shower and cry for a little bit if you don't mind. Little rape shower, pull up a no ball. Crying game. It's like oh, my butt bleeding. Because it's a Monday night game, and I will be traveling Wednesday. We may have to record Thursday, so it might be a little later of a pod this week. Um, I'll see if I can hop on live on Wednesday. You guys are used to something on Wednesday or Thursday. I'll see if I hop yeah, on live or something, do something for you guys. And then um, trade deadlines tomorrow, 1 o'clock uh, Pacific. I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, Hunter Renfro moving on is kind of what everyone's predicting. I don't but think it's going to happen. It's not man. looking like it's happening. Was it weird that they brought on a journalist mid-show to talk about not breaking news of the trade deadline? If they brought on Schefter to be like, all right, got any any big news about these two teams in the trade deadlines? Like, no, I don't. Like, I okay. think it was a planned spot, and they just like, well, you know, nothing's got nothing they're like, look, it's the Raiders. Let's make sure that we get to. <laughs> let's, let's they didn't talk about filler. the Raiders hardly at all this this game. This is this was all line. It's a lion showcase today. It was, man. I mean, Jameer Gibbs looking fantastic. Jared Goff's playing his best ball. Monroe St. Brown was he the eighth eighth wide receiver taken in his draft? In his in his class, looking phenomenal. Their stars showed up, man. Other than Aiden Hutchinson. I didn't hear his name called once. Did he? Did Dude, he? Thayer Mumford had it personal against him. Yeah. Because he whooped that ass when Michigan played Ohio State last when, they, when uh, uh, Hutchinson was a junior, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he whooped that ass hard. So I think he wants a payback. Thayer Mumford, man, look, with all, with all the, the, the crappy picks, to pick up Thayer Mumford in the seventh round and him playing this well, 
That was pretty damn good because he played pretty well today before he hurt his – I think he hurt his tricep or his neck or something. Aiden Hutchinson had one tackle, two QB hits. And he's been playing great. They were, they were comparing him. He's like, you know, like a younger kind of poor man's Max Crosby, just like a hustle guy. Yeah, no. I think he has more pressures than Max. We had one, he had one more pressure more, than Max coming in. And one more than Max, yeah. Max had like two on more a, sacks than him. On a way in. better defense. Yeah, with like a, with a, with a lot of other stuff. Max was everywhere, dude. Like when ah, they start they start so chipping good, and doubling him, he'd stunt right. He'd like cut inside, or he'd go all the other side of the line and still get in there, or just beat the block. They run away from him. He just chases him down. Chases it down, yeah. Like still part of it. Like, hey, you're not getting the cut back, and maybe I'll catch up to you. Ripping that fumble out on the two. Boop. Ripping it and and re, and Boop. keeping it. Yeah. Boop. Heckles for losses. Remember that trick play they ran? They're like, we're just not going to block Max Crosby. And it was like a weird, like, trick run. <laughs> He's Max is just like. Jameson, I like, got up and was like, listen, man. I'll take a. We, we don't run that. We can't, we can't run that again. He popped his yeah. helmet off. And I'm like, dude. Just... I'll take a four yard tackle for loss. Don't like, run that gift. play again, please. You're going to give Max Crosby gifts? Like, the guy has to earn every single thing you have. You give him a layup like that. He's not going to dunk it. All right. That's it for us tonight. Raiders followed the Lions 26-14 as of 9.24 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Josh McDaniels is still the coach of the Los We Vegas don't know Raiders. that because they, they cut off the, uh, the, the, the feed of the, of the uh, press conference. Um, you know, Mark Davis may have channeled in a little bit of Al, you know, because it is Halloween tomorrow. He may have had a seance, and Al may have jumped in that body, and he would have walked in there and from the back of the room went like this. The Zombie Al Reddit. Davis, a.k.a. the Al Davis that – was owner for the last six years of his the life. Last six years of his life, yeah. The zombie, <laughs> still the same. Zombie, all day. All right, well, that's it for us. And until then, knock on wood if you're with me. Uh-huh.